This is After the Final Rose with Dante and Alana, a siblings podcast talking everything Bachelor and Bachelorette. Welcome back to another episode of After the Final Rose with Alana and Dante. Last night we saw episode two of Claire Crawley's season of The Bachelorette, and it was definitely an interesting one to say the least. We had a couple group dates and a one-on-one, and we had a guy sent home. Uh, What were your initial thoughts on last night's episode, Alana? Um, I was happy that we finally got like all the COVID stuff out of the way. Um, I feel like they're not really talking about that, which is nice. And mm-hmm. then, um, I don't know. The group dates were interesting. I definitely were dates that we have not seen before. That's for sure. Um, and even they're the definitely one-on-one. Po- yeah, they're definitely gr- grasping for ideas because they can't obviously really leave the comp, their little resort. And I felt like the first date was like, it wasn't the best planned date because we saw know, the I first date they they like spoke oh, sorry, their I... what like love for each other or they like wrote a little poem or something the yeah, love language so i don't know you probably don't know much about it because um i didn't learn about it in until a couple years ago but there's a thing called love language and there's five love languages and you're like you pretty much take a test and it tells you which of the five um is your love language and it's pretty much supposed to be like how someone is supposed to love you whether it's words of affirmation acts of service receiving gifts quality time and physical touch so they mm. only went over obviously like the receiving gifts quality time and physical touch gotcha. um, but i thought it was kind of weird because i didn't feel like the beginning of that date they were a, like they asked the guys i feel like to just explain to her like i don't know it was really confusing it was supposed to be about love languages and then they were it seemed like they were just pawning over her and trying to explain to her like why they were yeah. there which is not a love language um but then they obviously like do get to it um i wanted to say before i thought that it was interesting that they are making it pretty obvious that like they're all on one property like when they yeah are running back and forth from like their rooms to the date like normally the dates are not that close to the bachelor mansion and I, I thought that was interesting and like you can tell they're literally like in a hotel conference room and they're setting up like props yeah. and stuff to make it look like it's a real date which is excuse me really interesting i did like that that they all they ran back to the rooms to grab their gift what i was wondering is like were 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 they told to bring a gift or was that like just them searching through their su- suitcase to find stuff? I I mean, they could have easily said to bring something, but all the gifts seemed like something that was like a good luck charm to them and something yeah. they may have brought anyways. It's not like it was like jewelry or like something you'd buy at the store. Um, but I did, I did think that was a cute idea. Um, one of the what's it called one of the dates that's or one of the guys that stood out to me um was riley when he was talking about the was it riley the baseball ivan ivan Ivan. no the chess piece yep and how like 
he explained, you know, that um, it got him through a lot and it was, you know, he gave her the queen and he was the king, which I really liked. Um, I thought that was because... perfectly played and he had like the perfect gift to like one up everyone else. Yes. And because like, obviously in something like that, the whole point of like a love language and gift, it's not supposed to be like, oh, I bought you something really expensive. It's supposed to be like you give gifts that just show like, oh, I was thinking of you or, you know, this meant a lot to me or whatever. And so I thought the guys actually did a pretty good job, like giving her the favorite t-shirt or the perfume for the puppies, which was from Dale, which was so cute. Um, But yeah, that was, I loved that. But then they move on to um, physical touch, which is another one. And it's pretty much as it's like it's explanatory but Mm -hmm. it's not about like i mean i think they made it more about like groping each other where physical touch can literally just be like a hug or holding hands and um it was just very uncomfortable to me it was like i felt like it was just too much like her and her and dale were literally groping each other and then it made me uncomfortable that she kept saying like I can tell who this is. I can tell who that is. But like, did you see mm-hmm. how she didn't say out loud who she yeah. thought it was because she didn't want to mess it up? Like she was saying it, but was she actually like, yeah, I don't know. know who it was. And it, it, I, with Dal, I'm sure it was. So, I think the guy said it too. It was so uncomfortable for them to be there oh, yeah. because they, they obviously saw the attraction with Dal and Claire. And it seemed like Claire did know it was Dale, which yeah and so also like of course she, of course she's gonna know it's Dale because Dale is one of the feet there are only a few guys that are really tall and the yeah. first thing he does is take her arms and put them around her his neck so yep. like, you already know this is a really tall guy and I mean I think you can guess if you know who's on the date who it is like that's very it's not that difficult so then after that, the last one that they um, addressed for the love languages was quality time, which made sense because typically on a group date, they break off and um, she gets to spend like a little one-on-one time with each person. But she, if you pay attention to social media, she kind of got a little flack from some people and then some people were understanding. But Claire was like really upset that um, the guys like weren't stealing her away, which was awkward. And she addresses them and is like, you guys aren't paying attention to me. Like, this is supposed to be quality time. And none of you seem like you want to pay quality attention to me. You just want to hang out with each other. But like, mm-hmm. I do see where she's coming from. But at the same time, like, you guys all just spent months in quarantine. And pe- some people haven't even seen another human being. Like, they're probably just so uncomfortable and like, don't really know how, like, they're still getting used to interacting with people. Yeah, and I also wonder, like, is it the guys not wanting to step on each other's, like, foot and not – because we've always seen in past seasons where you sort of start to become the villain when you continue to be the first one to steal the Bachelorette away. So I feel like maybe that was also them not wanting to, you know, get hard feelings with the other guys. Yeah, and also, like, she made a comment, you guys are just – it seems like you guys just want to hang out with each other. Like we all know that a lot of those guys and girls, those, they make friends from the bachelor. So like, yeah, if they're all like, that's guys, guys are used to just like all hanging out and chatting. Like they probably sat down and just like wanted to figure out like what was the next move, but it was kind of interesting because 
um, I think I have somewhere written down that, um, what's it called? Oh, finally, then after she said it, they all like jumped up and were like, I'll talk yeah. to you, I'll talk to you, which I thought was really funny. It's like right. when you, I mean, like a little kid gets in trouble and they're like, oh, well, you know, I didn't mean to, but I was a little thrown off. I think it was Yosef called yep. her crazy and was like, you're, well, he said, you're crazy to think we all aren't here for you. And I was just like, oh, you don't call a woman crazy. Like, yeah. That wasn't smart. But I did think that Dale was like, I mean, he grabbed her and pulled her away and was like, let's go talk, which was smart on his. Yeah. Part. He killed the situation before it escalated. But then, right. I mean, Riley was like, you don't speak for me and I'm sure you don't speak for anybody else. Like, I, I don't know why Yosef would say, yeah, I don't know why Yosef would be like, uh, I speak for the group. I mean, yeah, when you're I don't just, think any of the like guys the said that. Date. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even know exactly. all of them that well. Yeah. And then Riley, Riley, it seemed like Riley was pretty mad. He, he spoke to Yosef and was like, no, you don't speak for me, but. Yeah, it was just – I mean, it was awkward when they were all just sitting there and Claire was waiting for somebody to take him, her. But also, I, we, it, she never went back to him, but she just left Bennett. Like, her and Bennett were yeah. talking, and then she just left and never yeah, came back so to true. him. And, I mean, he was and the then, first like, one to steal her away. Um, And then I thought it was pretty interesting for the first – um, for how early on Dale and Claire are already saying that they have feelings for each other. Like Claire told him, I have feelings for you, which was very, uh, just seemed too soon, mm-hmm. especially for like people who follow Bachelor, you know, that like, they're not really saying feelings yet. Like, especially the person who is the Bachelor Bachelorette, like they don't want to risk saying it too soon, but she was totally open, opening up. Well, she continues to make it obvious that, Dal is number one and nobody's close to him right now. And that he, it's likely going to be him at the end. And, you know, producers and the editing team, they make it so obvious as well. Yeah. So, I I mean, if it's not Dal, I would be shocked. Yeah, me too. But also with the, I was going to say with the group date, I loved Riley in this because Riley. I was just going to say that. Riley's like, he was like, let's relive prom. And which is what's crazy is that Claire actually ended up mentioning later in the night she never went to prom. So looking back, like that was perfect. But Riley started talking in like the most soothing voice ever. And I kept thinking, this guy needs to be like the radio host of a smooth jazz station. He was so smooth. And And I think he got the first impression rose, right? Yeah, he yep. got the first date rose. And honestly, he deserved it because it was like such a good like those are the dates that they remember, not like the casual conversations of you just like catching up on the couch. Yeah. But then after the date, the group date, we get the first one on one date, and that's with Jason. And Claire told Jason Pryor to write a note to his younger self and I guess what to expect for the future and, you know, just, just writing a letter to his younger self. And this was, this had him vulnerable and nervous. He, we saw a weird and interesting side of Jason that I just didn't see coming. Yeah. Like she kept, which I, it was just really weird because she kept trying to get out of him 
she kept trying to get out of him like um what's it called like what his past was and the way I don't know if it was him or production but the way he was making it seem was that like he did something really bad like I thought he was gonna like confess to murder or something (laughs) yeah it was I I was confused at first because I just couldn't tell what all these demons were and then he was it, it was just making me a little bit uncomfortable but I mean at least you saw that vulnerable side of him where I mean that's I think what Claire was looking for and I don't think she ended up caring like that he may have had a bad past and he was like yeah I'm a player but I don't like it and yeah he needed that one person to I guess make him better it seemed like or bring out the best in him well I liked the date and everything and I thought she got to see a different side of him but I was very shocked at like she mentioned that he the the way he was describing his past are guys that she normally goes after that she does that she wants to stay away from but then she ended up like really liking him and Mm -hmm. um I feel like her feelings developed, which I wasn't expecting because, like I said, she just went on about how she didn't, like, he's not the guy that she would normally go for anymore because she's trying to move past that. Well, it seems like she keeps saying that she had, she would go after, like, players in the past and, like, bad guys and that that's not her anymore. But I feel like she continues to go that route because we, we we'll talk about it later in the episode with Blake but like mm. it seems like she likes people like defying rules and yes. not st- sticking to the script I guess you yeah, could say for sure but she did give him the rose so I mean he got to move on um for the rose ceremony that we'll see next week but um I mean, I definitely thought it was cute. I thought I loved their date. Like, I thought it was a great concept. I love that she burned the dress, which yeah was like definitely symbolic. And I was surprised she did it with him, though. Exactly. I thought maybe like in the first date, that she liked more. I was. I mean, I feel like if you're gonna do it, do it like at the uh, like engagement, like when he's getting down on one knee. After that, you show them like running on the beach or something. And then have him tossed in a fire. But the first yeah, date I mean, and with just, Jason. Yeah. I mean, she probably just didn't want to take away from anything in the future, like a proposal or make it seem like it's about her past. Um, but it cracks me up because she brings up Juan Pablo all the time. And it's like, yeah. did Ben, like still, did Ben Juan not exist? Like, she just must really think so poorly of him that she's like, I don't even want to bring him up. I don't understand. I wonder if it has to do something with rights. And they couldn't get Benoit to sign off on it or something, but they don't bring Maybe. him up at all. No, not at all. They don't even bring up Winter Games at all. And she was a yeah. huge character in that season of yep. uh, the Winter Games. But I, I was also wondering if that dress was actually real, like if that was actually the one she wore. I mean, she or if that was actually I... the right dress they threw in the fire. Yeah, either they found it or they could have easily, like, Bachelor could have held on to it or, I mean, she made, there's some clothes that I still have from, I mean, I still have all my prom dresses. Like, there's stuff that some people hold on to because if they're an expensive gift dress, they don't want to just get rid of it. So, it may actually be the dress and she, I'm sure Bachelor was like, oh, one episode, we'll burn it. Like, bring it (laughs) with you. Yeah, but I also, like, 
I, I feel like if I was Claire, that'd be the first thing gone after she was dumped by yeah. Juan Pablo. That's true. Like, why keep that around? But I, I, I feel like that's something that they put in the closet because I, I don't think like Claire would have the rights to that dress because I know production uh, supplies you with like your engagement dresses once you get down to like the final three. Uh, so I'm sure that was in a closet somewhere. But after yeah. this one-on-one date with Jason, we move on to, a, to say the least, an interesting dodgeball date. And, you know, they start off playing dodgeball, and then it turns into a strip dodgeball game. And I, I was starting to get uncomfortable. This is probably the most skin we've ever seen on any contestants ever. I know. It was – I. Very like bowls of Claire, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I think the guy. You could tell the guy. Some of the guys were like, "Okay, I'm happy to show off my body," but you could tell that a good yeah. amount of them were like very uncomfortable with it and not, did not want to. But I think they made the most of it. They it looks like they had a good time. Um, yeah. you know, they didn't really complain about it. Red team won, which meant they got to go. Um to like the after date with her, um, which you tend to see, I mean, in years past in bachelor's dates, when there's a competition, the winning team always gets to have the date after. And um, so they, the red team got to hang out with her afterwards, obviously, and do, um, you know, get to know her more, have their own Mm -hmm. one-on-one time with her. And which we end up seeing is like, Blake tries to, you know, break that. Um, yeah, we see that in a lot. I feel like we see that in a lot of seasons. But Blake, he wasn't satisfied with losing. I, I don't think it was more of a sore loser thing. I think it was maybe him nervous that, you know, he could get sent home because he didn't get any time with Claire, unlike these five guys that won the dodgeball game. And it just wasn't sitting right with him and he wanted to at least get in a couple minutes with Claire to talk to her. So he, he showed up at the little after date cocktail party and it rubbed the guys the wrong way. And they all, all five of them confronted him and he left. I think it should have rubbed them the wrong way. Like, yeah, we know the rules of bachelor. I mean, so I'm not saying some of these guys watch it, but like, in years past, like, that's what happens. The losers go home, the winners stay. Like, it's nothing new. And I think that Claire messed up on night one by putting it in his head that, like, I like that you break the rules because now he's just going to continue yeah. to think that's what she wants from him. So, obviously, he's going to show up and be like, oh, yeah, like, you said you wanted a guy with big balls. Like, you wanted someone who shows they care. Yeah. I... <laughs> I love Blake, but I definitely thought that was a little, I mean, it was questionable, but I also respect it at the same time because, you know, he's not here to make friends with those guys. He's here for Claire. So, I mean, at least he's putting in the effort, unlike we saw with the first group date where nobody wanted to talk to her. And I think that was big at the end of the day with Claire because while the others were sitting back, he was actually going for her and wanted to talk to her so I think that went a long way with her I did think it was funny though to see like the guys reactions though like Brandon got up so fast I felt like he was coming in way too hot and 
he was just like, yes, they all had a right to like voice their opinion, but the way that they went about it, like they got up so fast, like they were going to go like fight this guy. Yeah. I thought and it was that like, was okay, funny. come on. You're on the, yeah. Like you're on the bachelor. Relax. Like they, they should have <laughs> just like casually one of them went over or like, mm-hmm. I don't know if all of them want to go over, like, don't act like you're going to fight this guy. Um, yeah. They all shot up like a little posse and like went yeah. over in their little group. But speaking of Brandon, Brandon shot himself in the foot last night when it came yeah. to progressing with Claire. I I don't know if he worded it wrong or if he just meant everything he said, but he said something on the lo- along the lines of, I was so happy to find out you were the bachelorette. And then he said, I really don't know anything about you or about your past, but I think you're gorgeous. And she was like, uh, what? Yeah, she wanted more from him. Like, that's like telling a girl, oh, I think you're hot. And that's the only reason why I want to date you. Like, it's not just about looks. Like, she was looking for you to give more than, like, you could tell he definitely came on the show to just be popular. Probably. To get clout from it. He didn't come on it to you know, find love. And if you really did at least like make, it I know seem at like least pretend. like she wasn't expecting you to know her whole past, but like she made a good point that, you know, all the other guys are like, Oh, you know, like, I love your personality. I love your drive. I, you know, I like that. You didn't give up on what you went through, like mm-hmm. yada, yada. And he just was like, you're really pretty. He and couldn't she think was of so one not thing. about it. I, no. I'm telling you, that was one of the most awkward Bachelor Bachelorette oh God, scenes yeah. I have ever watched. I was putting it my was so hands over my eyes. I couldn't watch it because he just couldn't find it's the words like, just make to something say. up. Exactly. Like, say she's a strong, independent woman and you probably would have gotten a road. All right. And then she sent him home, which is not surprising. I know that Claire, I mean, we don't know how long she's going to be on, but yeah. I can definitely tell from the day they nominated or they announced her as bachelorette that she was going to be one that like just sent people home like she's not going to yeah. waste her time she's just going to be like yeah this isn't working go yeah i mean she's 39 she doesn't have time to waste and i also think i like i don't know how how long she will last but i think she's gonna tr- if she knows dale's the one she's gonna try to get people out quick because she Speaking wants that, to get down to the end. This just made me think back to um, backtrack to Blake. Ha- okay, so she told. Oh wait, no, no, I'm jumping the gun. Sorry. Um, when they okay, so we know that Chase gets the date rose, group date rose. Yep. And what did you think of that? Like, I was actually very shocked it didn't go to Easy, but I think I really like Easy. But I thought that she had like a good connection with him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I thought her and Jason had a good talk, and I definitely think they progressed. I I thought it was a more meaningful talk than what she had with Easy, but, like, who doesn't love Easy? E- yeah. Easy's just I mean, such an easygoing and funny guy. Yeah, he did rub her feet, and she was like, I can't bl- something like, I can't believe a guy would do that for me, or, like, that was so great of him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was I was very surprised by that. Um, but after that, you know, they come back to have a cocktail party. But before the cocktail party, um, 
we get like a little snippet of Yosef, who was the one that should have been voted off or voted off, should have been let go last week, I think, mm-hmm. instead of Tyler C. Um, but he is complaining about the guys having to strip down naked for the dodgeball game. And he wasn't even on the date. Like he was complaining yeah. about it. And he was like, I would have been so embarrassed, you know, like that is so disrespectful, um, blah, blah, blah. And he was just not about it. And he even said, he's going to address her in the cocktail party. Like, come on, yeah. you're so stupid. She's not going to put up with that. Yeah. I, you know, if you really look close into the previews, I think he's the one who says, uh, yes. I expect more from the oldest bachelorette. And I think he said, he said that in this past episode, but he's not happy. I cannot see him lasting another episode. Yeah, me either. I, I really do agree. I think he is the one who yells it, which I think she'll end up either sending him home oh, or definitely. he's just going to walk off. Yeah. So um, we didn't, we didn't get a lot of the cocktail party. I think it was about like 10 minutes long. We did get five out of the 10 minutes of her and Dale and you continue to see a obvious connection with those two. But she, right when the cocktail party started, she pulled Blake aside and she gave him a rose. And this was all following uh, when he uh, rushed into the date and, you know, when he lost the dodgeball game and he, he, he wasn't supposed to get the time and he talked to Claire and then he left and he, he ended up getting a rose at the cocktail party, which I kind of found surprising. But once again, she was like, I like you going out of your way and, you know, not following the script. And she gave him a rose and I doubt that made the other guys happy. Yeah. My prediction for Blake is he is going to be just like Blake from back a season where he is totally going to be caught off guard because I would say the things she says to Blake are very similar to what she says to Dale. Like she kept yeah. telling him, you have nothing to worry about. Um, Like I want you here. Like she was reassuring him, but I think too much. And she's putting it in his head. I think that he is the top one. Yeah. Really? We know that he's not, it's Dale. But I think he is going to be one of the guys that is just going to be so caught off guard because she's feeding all these, which I'm not saying they're lies because she probably does have feelings for him, but you're making it seem like he is like your top choice um, already. Yeah, I like so far. I like Blake. I, I hope he doesn't end up being like a villain this season where he he turns quick. Uh, because we did see him um, interrupt the date, and you know that didn't rub the guys. Yeah, and when the he right comes way. back with the rose, I mean, it was so uncomfortable. The guys yeah. were all literally just staring at him, and they were pissed. And what I wish he would have done right when he walked back to those guys has been like, "I'm sorry for interrupting, but I'm here for Claire, and not, I don't know, not for other yeah. reasons." I wish he would have said yeah. that. He didn't even say anything really. See if. In, in terms of the first two episodes, if there are, wasn't already a Bachelor picked for next season, I would be rooting for Blake. Yeah, I could see that. But we haven't seen too much of him yet. Like, I don't really know yeah. what kind of personality he has, if he would be a good fit. 
but um he definitely reminds me of like a lovable um teddy bear like i think yeah that definitely he would be easy to love yeah he, he I, I continue to say but he reminds me of grocery store joe because he's just got mm-hmm. that huge smile and that short like black brown hair and he's just like a seems like a just a sincere kind of guy yeah for sure i will say at the end of the episode um when Claire and Dale kind of spent their time together and they ended with them like very um, intertwined and clearly um, pawning over each other. Like I wanted to be like, just end the show now. Like this is insane. Literally. And, you know, we see in the previews for the next week, the guys are going to really start to notice that Claire has clear feelings for Dale and I, I, I think they're start, going to start to panic. And that's where we may see everything go south from there. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I feel – I definitely feel like when stuff like that happens, the contestants don't like that guy or girl. Like, they end up trying to turn them into this bad guy or villain and um, try to find things – ways that they can yeah. you know, make him or her look bad to Claire. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to start to feel like this was a waste of time. You know, they quarantined and all that and they left what they were doing at home to come and get shot. All of them get shot down within four weeks of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see next week's episode. Um, Obviously, we saw that finally the whole scene of um, calling her the oldest bachelorette. We will finally see who that is. And it looks like as well as um, having more dates with the guys because um, it looks like they had some type of episode where they have to tell a secret or something about their past. So that'll be really, really interesting. And I'm sure filled with drama. Yeah, I'm wondering... With all these rumors circling c- circling around Claire and Dal leaving the show early, when is that going to come? I'm thinking within the next couple weeks because it does look mm-hmm. like things start to spiral next week. But I think she's got about two more episodes. Yeah, her. I think so too. I think so too, especially since you know they don't have a, a long time span to get this season in because – the Bachelor starts come January, I believe, second or third. But right. I, I'm excited to see how this all ends up, and honestly, to see more of the dates because I know they aren't going to be like past seasons where they're out at, like, say, restaurants or concerts. Uh, that's another thing. I wonder how the, if they're going to bring in live music at all. Like we see every single season. Because you'd have to make those artists quarantine, which they might. I mean, this is a big gig for them to get on national television like that. But I'm curious to see how the rest of these dates will be set up. Yeah, they make, I'm sure they'll do COVID tests and stuff like that just to bring people on. But I mean, who knows? We definitely know that most of the dates or all the dates will definitely be held in the same location. Well, that about wraps it up for episode two we had some an, an interesting night of strip dodgeball 
um, a one-on-one date where we found out that a contestant may be a murderer, as well as finding out love languages for a couple mediocre guys. Yeah, and if you don't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at ATFR underscore podcast. And make sure to check us out on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. Make sure you follow or hit the like on it so you are notified every time that a new podcast is uploaded. But we're pretty much here every Wednesday following the Tuesday episode of The Bachelorette. And soon enough, we'll be into The Bachelor season. But thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you next week. Thanks, guys.